So how exactly should we be praying for President Biden and the current administration? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown, your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You think it's a pretty simple question with a pretty simple answer. How should we pray for the current administration? Renee on Facebook says, same way you prayed for other people in the White House. I agree, except for many, it's not so simple. I want to try to unpack why it's not so simple for many and then talk about scriptural principles in prayer and how we can implement them now Welcome to the line of fire, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. I've also got an amazing testimony I want to share with you. In fact, I'll do it pretty soon, but just an an amazing eye-opening testimony. But before I do that, and before I talk about specifically how to pray for the president, let me share something really interesting that happened in the last 24 hours. There is a colleague of mine who has been a leading conservative activist for many years. He has been on the front lines of the culture wars, a great researcher, a great writer on very important issues. And he recently resigned from the organization he was working with because he was convinced that there was not electoral fraud. And obviously the organization he was working with had a different position on it. He said he looked at examples, he studied what he could, and was not convinced that there was electoral fraud. So in his mind, out of integrity and in good relationship with the organization he worked with, he had to step away. So this news was circulated in an email group I'm part of with about, I don't know, 50 or 60 top conservative activists. There are nationally respected lawyers there. There are academic researchers. There are ex-gays and people who minister in the, uh, to those with unwanted same-sex attraction. There are others on the front lines of culture wars for many, many years. <clears throat> a diverse group of people, many of them highly educated and specialists in their field. Overwhelmingly, the response upon learning this was appreciation for this brother and the good work he's done for many, many years. But one person after another saying, oh, I've studied this in depth. I'm convinced there was fraud. Oh, I've looked into this. Oh, I know what happened in my state. Oh, we know the evidence and so on and so forth. In other words, not flakes, not fringe, fanatical people, not people who throw out evidence that's right in front of their eyes. No, they look at it, they research. And I I found it very interesting that people of that caliber, again, leading attorneys, academic researchers, others saying, oh, yeah, we're absolutely convinced that there was massive fraud, the election was stolen. Now, if you've listened to the broadcast, if you've read my articles, my official position is I don't know what happened. I do not have the expertise to look into things. I, I can't tell you, you know, Mike Lindell with my pillow is really happy that Dominion Software, he said he's really happy is suing him for like $1.3 billion or some extraordinary amount of money saying, great, this is gonna force all the issues out in public and people are going to find out for themselves. So that's how convinced he is. 
And, and then obviously the government has moved on. The, the, the Republicans have moved on. Our nation has moved on with a new administration. That's reality. Foreign leaders around the world are relating to President Joe Biden, not President Donald Trump. So in that sense, everyone's moved on. I myself did not have the expertise, the time, the energy to go from state to state to, or the calling to do this, to research every claim. It's not my field, not my area of expertise, nor did the Lord burden me to do that. But what I'm saying is I recognize good people on both sides of the debate, sincere people on both sides of the debate, godly people on both sides of the debate, clear-headed people on both sides of the debate who are absolutely sure the election was fine, was fairly contested. Joe Biden won by over 7 million votes. Move on, fact. And others who are absolutely sure that there was master fraud and the election was stolen. All right, so I, and I'm not, listen, you know me. I'm, I, I, I get involved in controversy day and night. And even saying, I don't know, that becomes controversial. But that's my official position. I don't know who's right. You say, well, then how can we even accept Joe Biden's president? How can we, how can we even do that? How can you do that? Now, obviously, all those that believe, the majority of Americans that believe the election was fairly contested, they have no problem with it. The minority, but a strong minority, a, a good percentage of people that don't believe the election was fairly contested, how can you just move on? Let me tell you what I've done. Let me tell you what my position has been. Number one, leading up to the elections on November 3rd, because I did not hear from the Lord, God did not show me who was going to win. I don't think God's ever shown me which president was going to win in an election. But because God did not show me, because I didn't know that I know, known plenty of other things before they happened, know that I know, I'm sure about it. But that was not the case here. So I didn't know who was going to win the elections. I was posturing my heart in prayer to be so focused on the Lord, so focused on God sitting on his throne, so focused on God's power and God's wisdom and God's rule, that no matter what announcement came, my emotions would be, I'm still going to worship God because he's God, he's king, and the nations of the earth aren't even like a drop in the bucket to God. And I'm going to be so fixed on that, that if the words President Joe Biden are spoken, okay, there's a lot in his agenda I'm going to be against, I'm going to be working against, speaking against, but he's my president. If it's Donald Trump, okay, great. I voted for him. There's a lot he's going to do I support, but other concerns I have, I'm going to be addressing. Either way, my attitude before God was going to be the same. Because after all, when you get a real vision of him, everything else becomes very small. All right, so that was the first thing. The second thing is my faith, my personal faith. I'm not judging anyone else, nor am I calling anyone else to, to have my attitude. My faith was that we are praying for God's will. Millions of people, not just in America, but around the world are praying for God's will. And in the end, that's what we'll get. If it's Donald Trump for blessing or Donald Trump for judgment, so be it. If it's Joe Biden for blessing or Joe Biden for judgment, so be it. But we are going to get God's outcome. You say, what if it was fraud? Then he allowed it to happen. That's been my position. How could that be? <clears throat> things happen every single day that I don't like. Things happen every single day that are not just. And ultimately, I continue to worship God and move forward in this world. My position also was that if there was evil on that level, that it would flush out to the surface and the courts would see it. 
Now, that never happened. You may say, well, the courts failed. My faith was not in the courts. My faith was in God to oversee the courts and to oversee the election. When people say Satan stole the election, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't accept that. I don't entertain that. You say, well, well, doesn't Satan steal things? Yes, all the time. But when you have this level of prayer and fasting and crying out to God and seeking his face and looking to the Lord and asking millions and millions of people before the election and after, I'm convinced that the final outcome, either for blessing or for judgment, was the will of God and that Joe Biden is president by the will of God whether he got in through hook, crook, or fair election, that ultimately the God who put Donald Trump in office in 2016 put Joe Biden in office in 2020. That's my own view before God, and and that's how I pray accordingly. Now, now listen, I'm not judging you. I'm not saying you're unspiritual. I'm not saying you're conspiratorial. If you genuinely believe the election was stolen and you're, you're trying, how could we just go on with our, and you're trying to process that. I would just encourage you to step back and say, did God not hear the millions of people praying and the fasting and the crying out? Did he not hear that at all? Or perhaps did he act in a way that many were not expecting him to act? Okay, before I go to a prayer that I posted and some interesting responses, and then what about prayers of cursing? Before we get into that, I want to share this testimony with you. I will not read the individual's name which you'll, you'll understand the reasons for that in a moment. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is from one of our new monthly supporters. And one of our team members was speaking to him on the phone. Uh, he became aware of our ministry a few years ago, but it wasn't until the elections that he really engaged our ministry. Uh, he had placed his eyes on the political party, he says, rather than Jesus during the election season. However, Dr. Brown, he says, helped him to realize the idolatry he walked in after the results of the election. Now listen to this. God used Dr. Brown, quote, to walk him off the ledge as he was so angry with the results. He made the choice to join a militia because he was full of rage. He had hatred in his heart, but as he listened to me, the Holy Spirit convicted him it took him listening for a few weeks before he repented to the Lord. He apologized to his friends and family as well. He then felt the love of God invade his heart and the hatred left him. Um, he wanted us to know uh, that, uh, let's see, that his daughter also got set free from the political hatred. He prays for the president of the nation with a good heart before the Lord. And he said, hey, this is good soil to pour into. And he says that the Lord used us to help save his soul. Friends, this is... This is a major reason we do what we do and to do our best to be a voice of moral sanity and spiritual clarity and to say, hey, we're going to look at the issues. I'm not pastoring a local church. I'm not primarily a traveling evangelist. All right. We we do Jewish outreach all the time. We're involved with our missionaries around the world doing outreach really 24-7 when you look at when people are up all around the world sharing the gospel. That's part of our ministry all the time. I'm always looking for people to share the gospel with on that level, but I am not a full-time traveling evangelist just reaching the lost. I'm not a full-time pastor. Here on the radio, I serve as your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. So we're going to talk about the world around us. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about issues, but the goal is, say right now, let us turn our hearts to the Lord. Let us now focus on Jesus and the Great Commission. Let us keep the main thing the main thing. So we come back. 
what I want to do is show you a prayer that I posted, which has more likes on it than it's about anything I can remember in a while on our Facebook page. So in other words, overwhelmingly positively received. But then I want you to see some of the negative responses. And I'm not going to post them to mock them, but to say, okay, why are people thinking this way? Why are some of them differing with a prayer? I think when you see it, you'll say amen to it. Why are some differing? Why are some struggling? And how does God want us to pray? What if there's unrighteousness from an administration? What if, what if there are ugly sins, destructive sins like abortion being supported by an administration? How, how do we pray? What if the administration is going to lead us into a dangerous war? How should we pray? 866-34-TRUTH. By the way, if you want to interact with me on anything I said, or if you have a difference with me or a question, 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire, 866-34-TRUTH. Here is the prayer that I posted on Facebook a couple days ago, and I want you to see the response to it. So let's take a look at this. Posted on Facebook, posted it on Twitter. It said this, my prayer for President Biden. Father, I ask you to reveal yourself to him, to convict him of his sin, to save him and transform him, to give him a heart for righteousness, and to use him for the good of America. Then I added, can I get an amen? Is there anything in that prayer that we as God's people cannot come together and pray? Now, if you're just looking, let's just leave that up on the screen one more moment. If you're looking at this, you see that it reached 120,809 people on Facebook, meaning that from our page then being shared on other pages, that's how many people the post reached. It says 22,504 engagements, meaning people reacting, responding to it, sharing it, liking it, etc., commenting. And then uh, 7,000 likes, uh, so or thumbs up, heart. There may be a few negatives in there, but otherwise 7,000 in agreement. Uh, 2,006 comments, 2,600 comments. You think, why did it generate so many comments? Well, as I went through this a couple days back, when I went through it a couple days back, I, uh, I started reading through the comments just to see how people were responding so I could understand what was in people's hearts and minds. So overwhelmingly, they're amens, people responding with amens. But others had different takes. So again, I'm putting this up. Not to, not to mock people, but to say, hey, this is what they shared on our public page. And, and I, I want to try to understand why and then help us process this through. Do we pray down judgment on people? Do we pray blessing on people? Do we pray the same whoever is in office? How's that work? So let's, let's look at some of the things that were posted. Uh, one fellow said this, Lord, we pray that you invite Joey to your house and speak with him about his supporting activities to kill your babies and why Joey doesn't believe in the genders that you, Lord, created, we pray in your holy name. Well, if this person had left out the mocking Joey stuff and said, we're praying, Lord, I'm praying that you give him your heart, convict him about abortion, convict him about his wrong view of transgender activism in your holy name, that's one thing. So I'm always going to take issue 
with not showing proper respect. Remember when Paul talked about honoring leaders and, and, and giving honor to whom honor is due, if, if, if a policeman pulled me over, maybe I had a light that was out in the back of my car, I didn't know about it, and the police was kind of nasty and, 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 and their clothes, you know, the shirt hanging out kind of sloppy and so on, I'm, that's still sir or ma'am, to, I'm still going to be respectful, it's a police officer, right? So I could understand you praying for specifics, but not praying in a way of Joey. How, how does that help anything? But let's, uh, let's move on. Some others. Um, people saying they wouldn't pray this prayer that I posted. No, I'd rather choose to pray like David did. Expose the wicked man's evil and turn it upon his head. We're dealing with evil. Okay, so how do we respond to a comment like that? We're dealing with evil. Pray Psalm 109. We're going to read Psalm 109. Pray down judgment. Pray down judgment. Uh, Freeman posted this. He's not our president. John, similarly, he's not president. He's criminal. And then Jonathan, you can pray for Joe Biden, but you can't pray for President Joe Biden because such a thing does not exist legally or constitutionally. Okay, let's, let's stop there for a moment. <clears throat> I understand, again, that many of you with real sincerity, having done research, having studied things, you are convinced that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president, that the man that the American people voted for is not in the White House, but someone else is due to electoral fraud. You are sincere. You've studied the issues. You're convinced of that. Can I just encourage you to step back and ask, why is it that everyone else accepted that ultimately? Why is it that President Trump himself even though he still would talk about the election being stolen, stepped out of the White House, didn't try to keep his power in a military way. Why is it that congressmen like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley, who said, hey, look, let's just do an investigation so we can know for sure or people's minds can be put at ease or if there are things that need to be reformed, let's look at that. Why is it that they have moved on and are working with President Biden? And what about all of our prayers for God's outcome? Again, that's my own conviction. I can't make it yours, but I want to appeal to you to step back and say, okay, right now, who is the president sitting in the White House? It is Joe Biden. Right now, who does Congress deal with as president? Joe Biden. Right now, who do all world leaders deal with as president? Joe Biden. Therefore, we should pray for President Joe Biden. As I said, I fully accept him as my president whether it was through a fair vote or an unfair vote, I believe that God put him in office, be it for judgment or for blessing, and therefore I pray for him as my president. I just want to encourage you to, to ask yourself if Satan really had the power to steal this election. And, and if, you should, if you are in the sight of God unable to say the words President Joe Biden, just step back and give it prayerful thought. Look at some of the other responses, though. Uh, Brenda, sure, I pray this all the time. Romans one twenty two, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Lord, expose their self-professed wisdom as foolishness. Let all the people see them for who they are and the evil they embrace in Jesus' name. And Stephanie said this, it's not going to happen. Stop wasting your time. God has given them over to a depraved mind. And then Enrico Let's stop ignoring the wickedness of the political left. Biden is taking the country to new lows, and when he is gone, Harris will finish the job. 
So we should be like Watchmen on the Wall, quotes Ezekiel. Hank, sorry, but Hades will freeze over before then. Okay, let's step back and consider these. Is Joe Biden worse than Saul of Tarsus, who is actively involved in putting Jewish followers of Jesus to death? Is, is Joe Biden worse than that? Paul said that God had mercy on him to show that he was the worst, that God would have mercy on the worst of sinners. He said, I'm the worst of all. I'm chief sinner. Not speaking about his present lifestyle, that he was going around raping people and killing people, but his previous lifestyle. I'm chief among sinners, he was saying. Look at how I lived. I was a blasphemer, he said. A violent man. You know how many former terrorists are following Jesus today? You know David Berkowitz, notorious son of Sam serial killer, the most notorious serial killer in New York City history. Do you know that he's been serving God in prison for decades now as a humble man of God? If, if God could save the son of Sam, a Satanist serial killer, if God could save Saul of Tarsus and, and, and use him as one of the most influential Christian leaders in world history, if God could save my friend Yesu Potam in India, when he was an atheist terrorist. And on and on the list goes. Yesu Pana is one of the finest Christian men I know on the planet. <clears throat> if God could save these people, why, why is it so hard for us to think that God saved Joe Biden or Kamala Harris? What line did they cross? Well, hang on. How many of you prayed for Donald Trump? <laughs> If, if I was picking between Joe Biden and Donald Trump five years ago, who do I think is a more moral person or a more trustworthy person, I, I probably would have gone with Biden over Trump. And yet we believe God used Trump for good. And, and, and hang on, let me go a little further here. What, what does the word of God say in terms of things God hates? He hates the shedding of innocent blood, but he hates a lying tongue also, doesn't he? And, and he, how, he hates pride, haughty eyes. And those that, that spread division among brothers. There were things in Donald Trump's character that God hated and hates. I don't mean his past life. I mean his present. That were in his administration and in his life. And, and the trashing of people and throwing them under the bus from Jeff Sessions to Bill Barr to Mike Pence to the Supreme Court. Those, those are ungodly attitudes. And we prayed for him and believed God could use him. And this, this unlikely guy, this billionaire playboy, made money on casinos and strip clubs and a casino and all this other stuff and the wheeler dealer with endless lawsuits. And we believe God could use him for good. Many of us who voted for him pray for him. Why is it so hard for us to believe that God could use Joe Biden, that God could turn his heart, that God could bring him to repentance? If, when Donald Trump started courting evangelicals, five plus years ago. I didn't believe it. I thought, come on, man. He's a savvy New York businessman. He knows how to play us. He's going to call us all together, be interested. Now I'm going to fight for you, and he's going to get elected and just do his own thing. That's what I thought. I, w I was wonderfully surprised to see that that was not the case. And to this day, it seems not to be the case. So if, if God could put it in his heart, Donald Trump, lifelong liberal, liberal to become a champion of the pro-life movement, who saw that coming aside from prophetic insight years ago? Why is it so hard for us to say, oh, God, get hold of Joe Biden. Open his heart. Open his mind to the things important to you. 
Lord, change his heart where he's against you. Give him your heart. Same for Kamala Harris. Why is that such an impossible prayer for us to pray? How much mercy has God had on our lives? Come on, when I was, when I was a heroin-shooting, LSD-using rebel, stealing money from my own father, when, when, when we used to get high, use some hallucinogenic drug or smoke pot, and then go from there and huff diesel gas from parked trucks in this isolated area, huff diesel gas to, to get high, and then sit around and fantasize that we were the demon meeting council plotting destruction on the earth. That's the guy talking to you, okay? That's, that's, that's who I was those decades ago, but God had mercy on me and saved me. Why do we have such little faith in praying for the conversion and transformation of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Why, why is it so off limits? Where's our faith? Where's our faith in God? It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Friends, as followers of Jesus, we, we are called to a higher calling. As followers of Jesus, we are called to live contrary to the spirit of the age. As followers of Jesus, we are called to bless those who curse us and pray for those who despitefully use us. Those are the words of Jesus and Paul in the New Testament. We are of a different spirit. We do not call down fire on our enemies. We pray for the return of Jesus, at which point he will bring judgment. But we do not pray down fire on our enemies. We pray for the salvation of our enemies. We're not talking about do we engage in military action in a just war. We're not talking about self-defense and a home invasion. We're talking about our attitude towards others. 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. As always, I'm going to be totally candid with you. I know that you're going to have Christians on different sides of voting issues. I understand that. There are Christians who voted for Barack Obama. I could not do that as much as I wanted to, to be part of having our first black president. I wanted to be able to do it, but I couldn't do it because of his views on things like abortion and other subjects important to me. So I couldn't vote for him based on that. But I understand some Christians voted for him for other reasons. My prayer for him was that God would make him the greatest president we ever had and that God would give him a heart for righteousness. That was my prayer for him. Now, it didn't happen, but that was my prayer for him. I didn't pray God would curse him, destroy him, remove him. Well, I am praying for God to do good. I'm praying for God to do what we can't do. And I'm praying in accordance with New Testament guidelines that tell me how to pray. Donald Trump was president. I didn't just say, oh, God, bless him and use him. God, turn his heart to be like yours. God, help him to walk in humility before you. And help him be strong and do the things you've called him to do. That'd be my prayer for Trump. And I expressed again my prayer for Joe Biden was that God would save him, transform him, give him a heart for righteousness and, and what is best for America. So one gentleman, uh, Stephen, posted this. He said, sure. So sure, I'll, I'll pray that prayer. But then he added this. Um, but I'll add this prayer from Psalm 109. And we're going to look at Psalm 109 in a minute. So he, he posted that and he, and he 
he posts all of Psalm 109, which is bringing down curses. In fact, I'll just read his post. He said, so sure, I'll pray your prayer, and then I'll add this prayer from Psalm 109. When he is tried, let him be found guilty. May his prayers condemn him. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children be wandering beggars, and may they be driven from their ruined homes. May a creditor seize all he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off, their names blotted out from the next generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. May the sin of his mother never be blotted out. May their sins always remain before the Lord, that he may blot out their name from the earth. Amen. No, not amen to that. No, not amen to that. That is not a New Testament prayer. There may have been an appropriate setting in praying that for divine judgment under the Sinai Covenant. Jesus said, you've heard it said, you've heard it said, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy. Again, he's not talking about self-defense. He's not talking about if someone breaks into your home and tries to, to attack your wife and children. You just say, oh, praise the Lord, I bless you. No, he's not. it's unrelated to that. All right? But it is saying... When that man, when you subdue that man and the police take him away, and yes, you want him to receive justice in the court system, but you're praying, oh, God, turn his heart. God, save him. Save him. He's lost. He's in rebellion and sin. Save him. Not bring him down. Destroy him. Destroy his kids. No, no. God forbid you are praying down judgment on Joe Biden's kids or grandkids. You're actually, you're actually going to tell me that the Holy Spirit wants you to pray down judgment on Joe Biden's grandchildren? And, and you claim to do that in the name of Jesus? Friend, you are off base. You are deeply off base and deeply misguided. You might say, well, I don't want him to do any more evil. God, restrain him from doing evil and turn his heart. You can pray that prayer. But, but, but hear me. Every president we've had has done evil and done good. There's been no perfect president. There, there are many deeply upset with George W. Bush for the Iraq war. Some of the Afghanistan war, we're still mired in Afghanistan. I wonder how many families of the soldiers that have died there feel good about it today. But the many, many deeply object to the Iraq war and, and all the casualties and then the imbalance that it set in motion there. And someone said that's what ultimately gave way to the ISIS of the world and these other groups the Al-Qaeda's and others to rise up even more. That can be debated. But you start praying prayers like that, God's going to say, well, tell you what, let's look in the mirror and see the evil in your life and the sin in your life. And the, you say, well, I'm not, I'm not supporting abortion. Okay, what well, done to stop it? If, if it's that evil, if it's that ugly, if it's that sinful, tell me the names of the abortion clinics in your city. Tell me how much you work with local pro-life groups. Tell me how much you're involved in the adoption movement and on and on. We get so self-righteous because we vote a certain way. We get so self-righteous over these things. What about a thousand other issues that the word says that are important that we neglect, that I neglect, that you neglect? I want to pray for others the way I'd want them to pray for me. And if I'm in the wrong, God, open Mike's eyes. God, show him his error. Not curse him and curse his kids and his grandkids. God forbid. That's not the Holy Spirit. You say, well, that's the Spirit moving on me. Well, it's either your flesh or a demon. But that's not the Holy Spirit calling you to, to pray judgment on the children and grandchildren of Joe Biden or Donald Trump. 
here are some more some more responses to to the post calling for prayer. Uh, Jim, Democrats or he calls them Democrats are immune to prayer. They burst into flames. Maybe saying that half tongue in cheek, but oh, so that that's it. God can't save Democrats, and there's not a saved Democrat. And I guess the Republicans are all righteous. And here, I got a question for you. There were two years, two years, with a, a Republican Congress and a Republican president. During those two years, was Planned Parenthood fully defunded? No. No. Why not? One of my friends has been on the front lines of the pro-life movement for going on 50 years, maybe 47, 48 years now. When I asked him about it, he said, because a lot of these guys just posture. When they have Democrats in power, they stand up, we want to defund Planned Parenthood, but then the moment it comes to do it, they're going to lose constituents, so they don't do it. What about the wall? Who's, who stopped the Republicans from just building the border wall? And They're still calling it a political system. It's a compromised system. It's, that's the reality of it. I'm not excusing it. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying, how, how about a little less self-righteousness? Uh, Michael posted I pray that he gets saved I also pray the Democrats evil reign on America ends quickly so God listen I I strongly oppose the Democrat agenda strongly strongly oppose it strongly written about it people say well how do you never say anything about it how many articles do you want me to write on it how many times do you want me to address it I've done it for years and years and years Uh, (laughs) before many people were thinking about it I was actively involved in addressing it. It's one of the burdens that God's put on my heart. And because I do talk radio and write op-ed pieces, I'm commenting on political social issues on a regular basis, all right? But getting all the Democrats out and all the Republicans in is not gonna bring righteousness to America. It may improve certain things and, and harm other things. We need God, we need revival in the church. Uh, success said this, now you are praying hypocrisy in the highest. I I don't get this. How am I praying hypocrisy in the highest by praying for the salvation of Joe Biden? Can can someone explain that? Didn't Paul say to pray for rulers, those in authority, 1 Timothy 2, that God would save them, bring them to the knowledge of the truth, that we could live peaceful, quiet lives in all godliness and honesty? Aren't I praying according to the scriptures? Leanne, well, he's not a legally elected president like President Trump was, so not sure if that's applicable. God should pray for our leaders. We pray for our leaders means the ones we elected and chose to lead us, not forced himself or herself through fraudulent means to lead us. Again, I understand many struggle with that issue. I just ask you, if God is God and ruling and reigning, and we have had massive prayer. There was not massive prayer in the Church of Germany before Hitler's election. Trust me. There's a lot of complacency and, and religious formality and a small remnant of true believers. But it's not like there was a massive number of people praying for the election before and after. If that was the case, Hitler never would have gotten in the way he got in. Because people try to make, well, he got in. Right, right. We're talking about a very different situation in America. I just want to encourage you again to step back and say, okay, with all of our prayer, who did God put? Who is in the White House right now? Simple question. Um, let's see. Uh, Diane responded, we were called to pray for all. Then Leanne said, uh, no one's like, no, that's like praying for the devil. Disagree. I can only rebuke and cast him out. It's the only appropriate prayer here. Then his soul can be saved simply because you can't disciple a demon and cast out the flesh. 
please, somebody enlighten me. Please call the show and tell me why it's futile to pray for the salvation of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Why it's futile to pray that God would turn their hearts. Especially if you believe that God could use Donald Trump to do any good. Could, could someone please explain? I'm honestly asking, where is that mentality coming from? I'm, I'm genuinely asking. Give me an insight because I don't see it. I, I, to me, that is, that is unbelief. That is denying who God is. And, and that is denying how Jesus tells us how to pray. Someone puts a you know, meme up, or, will you shut up, man, you know, a picture of Biden. That's so me calling for prayer for Biden. The response is, will you shut up, man? And then, Bob, in case you haven't noticed, the fact that we have Joe Biden as president only proves that God has turned his back on his children. Satan is in control. Well, Satan's the God of this world, but Satan's not in control. Satan did not just take over. Oh, God may be judging us. God may be turning us over to further judgment. That could well be. All the more do we pray. How about in wrath, remember mercy? Habakkuk 3. But Satan's not, Satan is not in control. There's not, no Lord Satan. There's Lord Jesus. There's Lord Jesus. And all authority in heaven and earth belongs to him. David, I think we should be praying for the real president back. Can I, can I just urge you to take your focus off Donald Trump and to put your focus on the Lord? to take your focus on this flawed man versus that flawed man versus this flawed woman versus that flawed woman and put your heart, set it on the Lord Jesus. Set it on worshiping God the Father and say, Lord, here we are, your children. How can we bring about good? And look, America at its best is a fallen nation. America at its best, best day ever is a foreign mixed nation. Total righteousness has found the kingdom of God. We want to bring the righteousness to the kingdom of God and challenge America and every nation on the planet to live by it. But America's a fallen nation at its best. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Friends, I'm going to go to your calls momentarily. Uh, Less than 30 minutes from now, we're going to be continuing on the Ask Dr. Brown YouTube channel with our weekly Q&A chat. So there's a heads up. You can join us 4.15 Eastern Time, ASKDR Brown, Ask Dr. Brown on YouTube. Let me say something briefly, read some scripture, and then straight to your calls. In 2004, God began to burden me heavily about LGBTQ activism. The T wasn't as major a word then. But that was 2004. I've been soundly the alarm since then that those who came out of the closet want to put us in the closet with the call, reach out to the people with compassion, resist the agenda with courage. Starting in the late 70s, I, I traveled with a band locally, the New York tri-state area. Uh, I played drums, and then I would kind of preach during one of the songs. And, and it was a call for a militant church to rise up, care for the refugees, care for the poor, get involved in the pro-life. So that was the late 70s. So when people say to me, why don't you care about abortion? Why don't you care? And I get blasted. I care. We've been involved for decades. I've been on the front lines of, of culture wars for years and years and years. I've done that. Someone rebukes me today. How come you didn't call out BLM leaders and calling on, on spirits of the dead? It's like, did you miss my articles on that or the radio broadcast on that? I understand all that. That's why I voted the way I voted. I, I understand all these issues. I continue to be on the front lines of standing for righteousness. 
and I know the spirit that God calls us to walk in. Matthew chapter 5. These are the words of Jesus. Is he your Lord, your master, or what? This is, this is how he's instructing us. Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 43. Jesus said, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. So this is our attitude. Do you have an attitude of love for those you consider your enemy? And for those who persecute you, you don't see in the New Testament praying down judgment. Kill them, Lord. Kill their children. No, save them. Save them. Okay, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, Paul is giving practical counsel to the Roman believers, starting in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. This is God telling us, do not curse those who persecute you. Bless them. Pray blessing on them. Verse 17, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, this is our attitude. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head, quoting from Proverbs 25. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We are of a different spirit, friends. We stand for righteousness. We oppose wickedness. And we pray for those who oppose us to God, but save them, open their heart, open their mind, change their lives. That's how we pray for our leaders. That is God's heart. I don't hate Joe Biden. I don't hate Kamala Harris. I didn't hate Barack Obama. I didn't hate Donald Trump. I didn't hate you go through it. I pray for them. And some I could vote for and others I couldn't, but I pray for them the same that God would get hold of them and make them into what he wants them to be. God forbid it would ever cross my mind for a split second to be praying down curses on them. And by the way, I don't remember those that say opposed Obama's administration. I don't remember Christians praying down curses on him and his family. And those that opposed Donald Trump praying down curses on him. It's this like this new thing that, that spread on the internet a few months ago to pray the imprecatory Psalms over, over the Biden administration or over those allegedly involved in electoral fraud. It's like the new fad. Well, let's move out of that fad and go back to being scriptural. There were things that had a certain place under the Sinai covenant, and Jesus said, you've heard that, now I'm calling you to something higher. All right, to the phones. Let's go with, uh, we'll start in Ankeny, Iowa. Kathy, welcome back to the line of fire. Hi there. Can you hear me okay? Yep, I can. I wanted to say a couple of things. First of all, thank you so much for saying everything that you're saying. I'm one of those people who feels like the election was not honest. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was fraud. Mm-hmm. But Joe Biden is our president now, whether we like it or not. And I will say that uh, I prayed for Donald Trump. I, I feel like when he first went into this whole thing, He wasn't looking to lead our country or save our country. He was fresh off The Apprentice. I think it was a publicity stunt on his part. And yet God got a hold of his heart to some degree, and there were started to be changes. Changes aren't going to happen all at once overnight. We all know this. Anyone who's a Christian knows that. I used to think it was just going to happen. Boom. It doesn't. And it's been explained to me 
that change happens gradually. God gives you things to work on. As you can handle them, you do more things, and you and you set, you you get better and better and stronger and stronger in the Holy Spirit in God. I do believe that as President Trump went through the presidency, I think he had a change of heart. I'm not saying the man is perfect. If I, if I were to meet him on the street, would he be my best friend? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, there's lots of things about Trump that I couldn't stand. But I do think that God got a hold of his heart. I do think that there were decisions that were made by Donald Trump that were affected by the prayers of many. Mm-hmm. We should be praying for the salvation, for the change of, of Biden yeah. uh, and Camilla Harris. And, and yeah, no let me just how. yeah, let, let me just say this, Kathy, just to jump in. Um, yeah, I appreciate your attitude. You believe the election was stolen, but this is where things are. This is the the current reality. Therefore, we pray accordingly. And look, I I I take people at their word unless there's clear evidence otherwise. So if Trump's going to run for president, I you know I'm and he wants he cares about America. I, I believe that. Now those that got close to him told me to a person, Donald Trump cares about America. Donald Trump loves America, and he wants to help the country. And those close to him said, hey, look, it was our godly influence in his life and prayers for him that helped him make many righteous, good decisions. When you look down at the list, a lot of it's very, very impressive, despite the damage he did with his, his tongue and other decisions that he made. But yes, if uh, prayers for Donald Trump did make a difference. And look, I'm in the Lord almost 50 years. I'm on my face constantly, Lord, I just want to please you. I want to be everything you want me to be. And yet there's flesh in my life. The things God's working on in my life and all of us are works in progress. All the more someone that's not even saved, how much more should we pray for God to intervene? Hey, thank you for weighing in. Uh, let's go to Carla in Durham, North Carolina. Thanks for calling the line of fire. Dr. Michael Brown, I just want to hopefully be a voice for so many out there that want to just say thank you for what you're doing. You are so refreshing in the church right now. We need your ministry. We need your radio program. You just encourage us to keep doing what's right and keep the right mindset. I just feel like there's so many people who are um, um, disillusioned and just really see things through the media's eyes and through the lenses of um, uh, Satan, just to be really honest. A lot of Christians have been um, tainted with this world, and um, you, you kind of have truly been an anchor for me and my life, and I just want to say that. So many of us are thanking you right now for this ministry, and I just I do encourage you, and I just um, continue to pray and um, support your ministry. Well, Carla, thank that that really that does minister grace, and and obviously, you know, look, we don't go by public opinion because some people like you, some don't, but but there are things we pray for, and we're on our faces for asking God to help us to do, and it's some of the very things that that you share. And, and look, this world, the world system be it the right-wing media, the left-wing media, be it one party or another, it's, it's all part of this world, and we're called to something higher and better, and then we come and bring influence into every area of this world. So may our light shine, and we're here to be an encouragement. So call, the call means a lot to me and our team. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless. 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, let's go to Regina in Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Hello. Hey. So, listen to you quite a bit, and I don't think your complacency, I got two parts of this, your complacency and admission that it was probably a stolen election 
But, oh, well, it's just what it is. We've got to accept it. That's why the republic will fall. Excuse me. I don't, I don't know. Like you. Excuse me. You can, you can blast off in a second. I do not know if it was stolen or not. I've been 1,000% clear. I do not know. I simply know God I is in control. I don't know either, but I have a strong inclination that mm-hmm. it was, and it's up to people with a fire in their belly to save the republic to go after the truth, not just sit back and go, well, he's up in the White House now, so let's bow down. No, that's not what needs to happen. So, so let, let, me, is, let me ask you, Regina, let me just ask you a quick question. Are you really opposed to abortion? Absolutely opposed to All abortion. Right. Where are the abortion clinics in your city? Can you tell me? Over off Randleman Road. Got it. And are you involved in the local pro-life movement? I am. I stand out there with my signs as awesome. much as my time allows me. Uh, well, you are a million percent better than most. Thank you. Thank you for not being hypocritical okay. there. Okay, go ahead. Sound so off. You've got 30 you more seconds. Sound for off, leading please. leading me into that. How can you sit up there and say you would have probably defunded Planned Regina, I voted for Trump twice. I voted for I Trump twice. I know you're saying that, but you just said, I'm, you just said, had it been Biden versus Trump in 2016, you would have probably voted for Biden. How no, no, that, Regina, Regina, whoa, 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 Regina, Regina, I know what you're listening to. I voted for Trump in 2016, Trump against Hillary, Trump against Biden, Trump against any Democrat candidate. Here's the deal. You're mishearing me. I'm glad I helped you get in the pro-life movement. God bless you. God bless you. And may you shine for Jesus and help rescue many lives. But you're missing most of what I'm saying. My resolve is as strong as ever. I'm simply praying for Joe Biden's salvation. Is that wrong?